What about you? <laughs> what about me? What about you? <laughs> Good day, Matt. It's been a while. Well we, well, we have seen each other, but we haven't seen each other for a week there. So that yeah. was nice to catch up again. Indeed, yeah. You came to my house Saturday night when I had my my manly face mask on. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no shame. Um, yeah. Actually, Victoria didn't have a face mask on. It was just me sitting there with one on watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was disappointed you didn't have the cucumbers on your eyes, you know? Yeah, it does. So today we're going to be sort of taking a bit of a sidestep with the gospel community stuff. So we are still in gospel community, but we're not going to go through passages of scripture or through a book. We're going to be just talking about a certain aspect of um, gospel community. Of course it is, yeah. It's a a big part of it, isn't it? So we looked at it last night and it's, um, this is not for me. I didn't make this up. This is stuff I've been learning about a lot recently, which is so helpful. Mm. Um, Stuff that you kind of know that you're meant to be doing because it's in the Bible and you see when you do it, the fruit of it is beautiful, but just to kind of give it a name and give it a a principle is really helpful. Um, So before we get there, we'll talk about the, the other two aspects of Christian life. Um, So what, what we're picturing is we're picturing a three legged stool. Um, And again, this isn't my illustration, so it's, it's, I borrow, you know? Um, So we have, we have, first of all, we have the public gatherings, Mm -hmm. okay, uh, of the church. So the whole church gathers together. So examples of public gatherings, Matt. Yeah. So Sunday morning, our Sunday morning gathering, obviously that's the, it's the biggest one in it. Yeah. Uh, midweek uh, house groups, yeah. things like that, yeah. um, and, and even an aspect of, of growth groups as well. Yeah, because we're we're having the, the public declaration of God's word in that way. Yeah, so a pub, the public gathering is essentially we all gather together and we are taught God's word. Someone gets up and leads us in worship. Mm-hmm. Um, someone gets up and, and preaches God's word, and we sit and we receive and we listen. Uh, and that would be public gathering. So yeah. that and that's. It's very biblical, very necessary. Yeah. Um, we, we need to keep that going. That's definitely a, a vital part of church Still life. Still an essential. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's pulpit ministry, whether you're on a pulpit or not. You know, home groups, we, we have it without a pulpit, but you're, you're someone is teaching. Someone's yeah. doing the bulk of the teaching. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a public gathering, vital to the Christian life. The, the second leg of the stool then is our private Christian life mm. or our private devotional life. So what, what, what does that look like then? Yeah, that looks like uh, our devotional life. So our walk in the Word, uh, our our prayer life. You know, books that we read, mm. uh, these types of things. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're daily in Scripture, our meditation and walk with God. Yeah. yeah. So that's the individual walk. So you know, we've we've been saying this quite a bit. Our the the individual life is personal, but it's not private. So there is a personal aspect to the Christian life. So yeah. it's my individual walk with God. Uh, through reading God's word, meditating in prayer, so those are the those are the two that normally come into play. Those are the two normal ones, but biblically, there's this third leg, and we talked about this idea last night of if you have a three legged stool and you knock out one of the legs, what's going to happen mm-hmm. is it'll just all tumble, yeah. and you kind of see that's what happens. Like the Christian life is, I, I go to church, I hear the sermon, I, I go home, you know, the next day I get up, I read the Bible. And you know, so that's the public mm. and the in the private life. Yeah, one thing I was thinking about while you were talking about that is how how imbalanced that is. So, so we come to church and we come together mm-hmm. to hear the word of God proclaimed, and mm-hmm. then we go off individually to live it out individually. Right. That's the temptation of being unbalanced when you don't have this third leg of the stool. Yeah. So what we're trying to do 
at Blurton, what you you were trying to do before I before I got here, and what we're still trying to emphasize a lot, this whole gospel community conversation that we're having, is this third leg is this interpersonal. Um, someone else said interrelational. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't think of any other name for it, but it's the one anothering, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, so what what things are are in place at our church? that has this interpersonal uh, touch to it that, that are already in place. Well, you know, like formalized, we've, we've put them in motion for the church. Mm. Yeah. I think the, the, the prayer partners thing was, it was a big one where we're mm-hmm. meeting up through the week, um, whether for a cup of coffee uh, to, to encourage one another, to, to walk with one another and, and encourage one another as we're walking, but just being with one another in, in that particular context of, of, interpersonal and and it is still still private but it's 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 me and you and jesus and not yeah yeah so it's two people together yeah i would say growth groups hey dog stop (laughs) sorry we're doing this in my my house um (laughs) yeah so so growth groups is an aspect of it obviously because we have the public teaching part but we also have the uh the interpersonal prayer praying for one another yeah discussing things with one another afterwards yeah so our growth groups we we pray beforehand mm-hmm. um then we have a time of teaching and then we go back to discussion on the tables mm-hmm. so you're doing that interpersonal stuff mm-hmm. aren't you yeah um men and women's breakfast because mm-hmm. the men are getting together and it's not a teaching time it's we're reading a book together and discussing it together yeah um, one of us might be leading it but it's you know, it's group discussion, group confession, yeah. and the same with the women's meeting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all things we put in place at our church that is to encourage this interpersonal life. Although it shouldn't, ju- it, it it's not, it doesn't just have to be those things. It's just of course, yeah, it can yeah. just be life. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah. So b- the Bible does the Bible speak into this interpersonal um, life that we're talking about here? And I brought up um, Proverbs, yeah, Proverbs chapter eleven, verse four. Um, Talks about verse fourteen. Oh, yeah, I did it again. <laughs> I did it last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, verse fourteen says, "In the multitude, of, what is it? In the multitude of counselors, there is safety." Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. Where, where there is no count. Yeah, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So it's this beautiful idea of having a, a group of people. And obviously, mm-hmm. this is Proverbs, the Old Testament is written to a king mm-hmm. or a prince. But you know, that God has given, God has gifted me a church family so that I can go to this church family with small decisions, with big decisions and say, what do you think about this? And they're going to, yeah. and God will and give me biblical, helpful counsel, pray for me about this. Mm. So there's safety, uh, chapter 15, verse 22. Um, what does it say? It says about counsel. Without counsel, plans go awry. <laughs> I couldn't say that last night. Uh, ori. Ori. <laughs> But, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Right. So there's our plans are established. Yeah. And then Proverbs 24, verse 6, once again, in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a very biblical idea of just having a group of people in your life who you go to, um, and God has gifted you a church family, so they should be then your multitude of counselors that you yeah. go to. Yeah, and that's um, God's designed it that way. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Romans. So we're, we skip right over to the New Testament then, and we get to Romans chapter 15. And obviously you touched on this in the uh, gospel community Romans mm. st- stuff we were doing. Mm. But um, Paul says this about the Romans. I am confident concerning you, my brothers, mm. that you're full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Mm. Um, and that word admonish, do you have a different uh, word for that? Um I don't have it up right now. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the other word is instruct. Instruct. Um, yeah. Able to able to admonish or competent to instruct one another. Mm. And another translation, I can't remember which one, says 
uh, counsel one another. Wow, yeah. God, God, Paul said, I'm confident that you guys, mm. brothers and sisters, have been filled with goodness and knowledge by God, the Holy mm. Spirit, so that you're able to instruct, admonish, counsel yeah. one another. I, I thought that word, able, that, that the term able to, was really profound when I was reading that last night. Because mm. because initially I thought, oh man, this is a mature church, mm. which which would have would have been true in some some way. Um, but I think what he's trying to get in mentioning the Holy Spirit in that verse yeah. is that everyone yeah. has the ability to do that, being enabled yeah. by the Holy Spirit to do it. Yeah, if you're if you're walking with Christ in the Word and in prayer, then you're able to be someone who is mm. able to instruct, counsel, um, or admonish your brother and sister in Christ. Mm. Mm. Um, and they, they God has give, given you them and them you for the same thing. So, yeah. and it's one another. It's not. You know, he's not writing to pastors here or the leadership. He's writing to one to my brothers and sisters, yeah, um, yeah. to the one another's. Yeah. So we're all meant to be part of this. Yeah. Um, so we get uh, Galatians chapter six, verse two. We've been touching on this quite a bit at our church. Mm. Um, Galatians chapter six, verse two. You got that one, man? Yeah. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Okay. So it's one another. Mm. We, obviously, we're going to get to this soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, bearing one another's burdens. Um, one another and again. So yeah. this idea of I, I come to you with my burden, not just as my pastor, but as my brother, as my friend, um, and the church family can do that together, come yeah. to each other with yeah. our burdens. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's not just physical burdens because verse one talks about spiritual people um, restoring broken sinners. Yeah. You know, yeah. so this is spiritual so, so burdens. Let's, let's, let's talk about the uh, the imbalance of the, the three legs for a minute. So, yeah. So if it's, if it's, Congregational worship, the public stuff, mm-hmm. and then it's the the private, me and Jesus bit. Mm-hmm. So what I hear at church, I'm taking all of my burdens home with me, right, right, right? and I'm trying to bear all those burdens on my own. Yeah, and truth is, I can't mm-hmm. bear all those burdens on my own. So there's going to be this massive collapse. It's going to yeah. be tragic. Yeah, right. But the, this interpersonal thing, what you have is this command in Galatians six two, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's bear one another's burdens yeah. and fulfill the law of Christ. So, yeah. so that's where the third leg of the stool comes in. Yeah. If if it's not, then the burden's too heavy and it's imbalanced and it'll topple over. Because in a public setting, I'm you know I preached last I preached yesterday morning. I I, I know some of the burdens in that room. I can't mm-hmm. I can't preach. And I'm talking to you right now, <laughs> right? And I can't preach everyone's struggles, and I don't. And, I, and there's other struggles I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, in a you get a 30, 35 minute sermon. I cannot mm-hmm. deal. I cannot speak to you directly. Yeah. But when I'm when I'm finished and we're sitting down having a cup of tea together and we're eye to eye, and we're and you're talking to me about your actual struggles, yeah. then I'm able to speak into that individually totally and specifically. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. So then God God uses. You know, there's mm. people came up yesterday and said I really needed that this morning. Mm. So God can use it, but it's still, you know, there is a weakness in the public setting, which is we can't get specific about everybody's stuff here, you yeah, know? Yeah, of course. So, so, yeah, we need the interpersonal so that we can bear one another. Um, and then we've got uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. So we're just going to skip through, um, just kind of go through. This. So Ephesians four sixteen, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I love Ephesians 4. Mm-hmm. And once again, this idea of every part of the body upholding every other part of the body. Yeah. Um, I was at the gym today. You wouldn't know, but I was. And, um, you know, when you're doing like barbell rows, for example, and it's you're, that's working your back muscles. 
but you need other parts of your body to stabilize you because you're bent over doing that row. So it's actually even the very act of giving yourself giving yourself stability takes other parts of your body to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so every part of the body, giving it, helping every other part of the body mm. uh, in that interpersonal life is uh, is mm. here in, in scripture. That's so important. I, I remember when um, I tore ligaments in my ankle. Not nice. It was like a like a three or four month recovery Man. just from it. And um, and so I was overcompensating in my walk. Obviously, you know, I was in a boot for a while and things mm. like that, and had the little sticks I was walking on. Mm. Um, but I was favoring my left foot, so I ended up walking mm. on my right. Is that side. why you walk funny? I was- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually. I, I have a hip problem now. Okay, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Because of that, right? I, I get, I still get pain in my hip whenever I do certain mm. certain motions because I overcompensated because yeah, yeah. the left ankle wasn't doing what it was supposed to be. Doing. Right. Yeah. That's it. that's it, man. So every part of the body helping every other part of the body. Um, Titus. We'll get to Titus chapter two. I love this one because um, it really speaks into this interpersonal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want to focus on in Titus two here is not necessarily what's being taught. Mm-hmm. but how it's being taught. So mm-hmm. Titus chapter two, verse three to verse five says the older women um, are, are to live in such a way, reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine. And then look at this teachers of good things mm-hmm. that they admonish the young women or instruct the young women. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's admonition, there's instruction here from the older women to the younger women. And then, you know, the stuff that happened to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemaker, such and such. But I'm not focusing on what's being taught. I'm focusing on how it's being taught. This wouldn't have been a public gathering setting. <laughs> this yeah. wouldn't have been a, a public class. This yeah. would have been an older woman inviting younger women into her home or in life together, just interpersonal life, um, teaching her these these beautiful things mm-hmm. so that's interpersonal right that's not taught in a from a pulpit that's taught yeah. life on life yeah and i think that's really important to, to show how how much younger people need older people mm. in their lives you know young believers need older believers around yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's this interpersonal thing this this missing leg it's it's really important yeah and it's here it is like this is really biblical <laughs> this Absolutely. this interpersonal lifestyle of being in each other's company and each other's lives not just see you sunday christianity mm-hmm. um just a few more verses then we'll get to hebrews three thirteen, a really well-known one we probably don't have to turn there but we will um hebrews three thirteen. uh you got that one exhort one another daily yeah yeah so exhort yeah <laughs> there you go one another he's not writing to pastors mm-hmm. Or leaders, he's writing to the church, uh, exhort one another daily. So, that's it. So it's not just supposed to be something we do uh, Sunday. Yeah, exhort one another on Sunday. Growth groups is great. I, I've, I've said it before. I think growth groups is my favorite version of like um, the church gathering. Mm. And I, I love, I love that whole setup and right. how, how personal it gets. Um, but if growth groups, if if in, the interpersonal thing is only happening on Sunday, that I'm not being faithful to right. the description. Right. So, yeah, it's not come and be exhorted once a week. Mm-hmm. It's exhort one another every day is yeah. what is what the author's saying here. Mm-hmm. And we can't, you know, I as the pastor, I can't exhort every person in the church every day. I mean, yeah. I have to get around everybody's house every single day mm-hmm. to, to do that. Yeah. Or we have to have meetings at the church every single day, um, which just isn't possible for the, the life that we live. Right. Um, but what this is, is it exhort one another every day. So you're in people's lives. But, you know, when we live in a modern world. It's text messages, phone calls, um, send a little postcard if you want. That's sometimes mm-hmm. handwriting is one of the best ways to, I'm 
taking the time to actually hand write to you um, or, or visiting in person, you know? Yeah. Uh, you said something last night that I thought was, was, was really good. Even, even just the mentality of if you live in a similar proximity to someone um, from the church, you know, I'm, I'm walking the dog. Do you want to come with me? Exactly. You're already yeah. going to do it. Tim Chester talks about that. I think in, I don't know if it's everyday church or I think it's the vine project. Is it the vine project? Yeah, I think so. Um, just doing, just as you're doing mm-hmm. what you're about to do, mm-hmm. and, and call someone else to do it. That's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to go do it with? I'm, even if it's a like I'm going to go throw some stuff in the skip. It's a half an hour drive. Yeah. You want to bounce in? The, you don't have to do it when we get there. Do you mm-hmm. want to just bounce in the car and we'll yeah. chat yeah. on the way? Like yeah. you're free right now. That's <laughs> so it, yeah. I don't have to take up. I don't have to carve out more time. I'm just about to go do the thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to come and bounce in? Uh, like you said, I'm walking the dog. You want to? You want to bounce in? So yeah. I might not go for a walk with you and your dog, but still, you know, <laughs> little cotton. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, no offense to you, cotton. So, for his feeling. <laughs> uh, so the final one is James five sixteen. Um, James five sixteen talks about this. It says, um, "Confess your trespasses or your faults to mm. one another, mm. and pray for one another." Mm. So mm. you know, coming and just saying like. How's it been, man? You know, and I can't do that on a Sunday morning service. Yeah. I can't walk in there and say, everybody, mm. listen to me. Uh, this is, this implies life to get, this implies an interpersonal relationship yeah. um, with, with certain people in my life. So, yeah. Cause, cause, cause every one of us, when we come together, um, I'm, I'm grateful for the healing that Jesus gives. I'm grateful for um, the new nature that we've been, if, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. And I'm, mm. I'm so grateful for that. But the truth is, we still live in a broken world. That it sounds weird, but it, it we're, we're broken a little bit each day mm. by things that happen mm. in the context of a broken world. So when when we come together, we've we've been broken mm. in some way throughout the week. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm coming, and whether that's whether that's through my own moral failing, maybe mm-hmm. I've, I've I've messed up majorly in mm-hmm. the week. Maybe someone has mistreated me. Maybe I've experienced some type of inner turmoil or anxiety or mental mm. health crisis or, or whatever. I mean, a plethora of things. Yeah. We've been broken in some type of way. And it says, confess your 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 faults mm-hmm. to one another. And there's, there's there, and this sounds a bit Freudian, but um, there, there is something very, very healthy about confession. Yeah. Just in general, yeah. just going to someone and saying, this is, this is what I'm going through. Right. And um, yeah, and praying for one another. Yeah. I think, I think it was Bonhoeffer talked about this idea of I confess my sin. Oh, no, it was Luther. I confess my sins, um, and then you tell me that I'm forgiven. Mm. Not that you are the one forgiving me, because yeah. it might not, might not sin against you, but you're telling me the gospel. So you're mm. like, thank you for sharing that. Um, now we're going to go to the gospel together. That's good, man. And yeah. we're going to go pray. Yeah. We're going to confess this to mm. Christ. And then after I've done that, a brother or sister look at me in the eye and say, you're forgiven by Jesus mm. and you're the voice of God in that moment. Cause you're telling me the scriptures. You're not, you know, you're just telling me what the word of God yeah, says. Yeah, just and declaring what's already been declared. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Luther talked about that idea of confessing and hearing a brother or sister tell you about God's mercy and forgiveness of sins. It's the most, one of the most beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the third leg. Um, and what we thought we'd do for the remainder of our time is describe a time when someone encouraged you, mm. um, you know, 
we talked about <laughs> last night, we got people to do this and what did they do well that was an encouragement. Mm. And, you know, we said brownie points for mentioning someone on the table. <laughs> so it was yeah, like yeah. an opportunity to encourage one another in the encouragement that they were offering each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you got any examples, a time when someone really encouraged you, what did they do well? Yeah. Um, big one um, would, would be, uh, you know, both of us have had, breakdowns <laughs> yep. in the past and and i remember you, you you had a breakdown and and god um we we kind of developed a friendship in that didn't we yeah i think which was which was odd yeah. um but then when when i had my breakdown um mm. uh yeah you 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 invited me to come along you're, you're busy at the time but um just invited me to come along we we we, we got on a lake on two boats and just rode around <laughs> for like two hours around the the lake and yeah and uh, I was, you know, I was just trying. I was able to unload on you everything that I was going through, and and we 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 talked together and prayed together, and mm. and uh, and you said last night the the idea of being present is a powerful thing mm. when mm. you know. Of course, we always know that God is present, but sometimes it sometimes because of whether it's our sin or mm. whether whether it's um yeah anxiety whatever it is um we're not aware of the fact that god is present yeah yeah absolutely man. and having someone yeah. present yeah telling you that god is present yeah yeah is is profound and powerful it's huge man you yeah. didn't try to sort me out when we were we were on the boat you're just just listening and pointing me to the gospel and that was mm. it oh man man that's, that's brandy points for you man <laughs> um yeah uh, and you know being being a i think that idea of being present man like eye contact not waiting to butt in the conversation phones away and you're like, I'm here. Bri does this brilliantly. Bri, when, whenever you meet with Bri, he he like he shakes your hand, and then he holds it, mm-hmm. for, and what, and he keeps making eye contact with you. And what he's saying in that moment is, I'm 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 with you right now. Like I'm mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and um, you're the person I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. So he just he keeps the hold of that hand, and it's like, just for a few extra seconds you're like he's present you yeah, know and you just yeah. feel like you're mm. in the presence of someone who cares yeah it's a beautiful yeah, thing yeah. um so yeah that that's 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 so cool man and obviously we've we've done that for one another we've sat and poured our hearts out with tears and and um being encouraged by each other so i had an opportunity just a few weeks ago actually where um no names mentioned but but i mentioned i, I met with someone mm. um who was, who was going through a really tough time and i actually didn't know that this yeah. person was going through a really difficult spell and um we met up in the same room right now mm. and just had a cup of coffee together and um this person unloaded on me what was going on in their life and mm-hmm. and and i was able i was able to just just pray with them mm-hmm. and and we we you know both really opened up about what, what we're both going through and that would not have happened had had we not created an opportunity for, for for us to be present in the same room together yeah, yeah. but but it's 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 been really good actually that conversation has has got the ball rolling on on healing and all kinds of mm-hmm. things hopefully in the future and yeah and, yeah. But, but that never would have happened if, if yeah, we man. didn't create the platform. Yeah, that from yeah. Sunday morning sermons, yeah. you know, it doesn't you can't you can't do it. Uh, yeah, meet, meeting with uh, yeah, you know, I try to meet with people during the week, and there's there's people you know you, you speak into their life and or you just listen and then there's people who speak into yours mm. and you just you just receive and it's so so uplifting and um trevi's been great at that recently even though he's gone through difficult struggles he's ha- he has a he he asks you how you're doing and you can see that he's genuinely <laughs> like yeah. wanting to know yeah. how are you 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he cares about that and he sits and listens and uh, that's that's something that's really helpful. And I think, you know, he's been encouraged by to spend time with you, by spend time with me. And we're just, we're not doing it as pastors. I mean, we kind of are, but we're mostly just doing it as brothers and yeah, friends yeah, and right, yeah. um, pointing people, pointing people to Christ. So mm-hmm. one of the ones that's been really encouraging to me recently is the men's breakfast, because that's interpersonal. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I, I love reading the book. And I love discussing what we've read, but I love it when it gets into the real nitty gritties of life mm. and the men are confessing sin mm-hmm. uh, or confessing struggle or confessing suffering or confessing insecurities. I love that because it's like all of a sudden it's real life mm. and, and my mm-hmm. brothers are being real and, and I'm invited to be real as well. And every time that's happened amongst us, no one's there saying, you know, confess your faults to one another and then judge one another is not there. It's confess your faults to one another and pray for one another. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And they're they're sharing and then someone in the room is like, uh, offers some beautiful gospel truth mm. and then we pray for that person's specific yeah. situation. It's, it's, it's lovely, so amazing. It? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, some just some little, how can we like, you know, people, some people are going to be listening to this thinking, oh, I'm not doing this and feel really guilty. We don't want people to be doing this motivated by guilt. We want people to be like, this is life-giving. I want to yeah. be part of this. I want to yeah. give life and receive life from my brothers and sisters mm. uh, through Christ. So what are some little tips, uh, bits of advice, top tips <laughs> on how to go about starting this in your life? You know, building, starting slowly and building your way into um, this interpersonal life with people. Yeah, I, I think for one, I, I think friendship is a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're family, but we're friends. And there, there are people in the congregation that you may not aspire to be friends with because you might not have a whole lot in common. Mm. But what I'm finding more and more and more, the, the longer that I'm, we're trying to do this whole gospel community thing with people, is that the most rewarding friendships that I develop in the church are with people that I would not have expected yeah. to have friendship with. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So so tip tip one, I would say go out of your way mm-hmm. to try to develop friendship with yeah. someone. Yeah. You know. So before we talk about getting into your changing your schedule, it's like I'm at church on Sunday morning, church mm-hmm. gathering. Um, I'm gonna come five minutes early and go talk to somebody. One person. Start with one yeah. person. Yeah. Ha, ha, Go, go to that person you don't normally speak to mm-hmm. um, and and just say, hey, how's things going with you? And yeah. and chat from there and, and how can I be praying for you this week? Mm-hmm. Or how can I pray for you right now? You know? Yeah. Um, and you and you share with them, this is how you could pray for me. Can we pray yeah. together? Yeah. Or yeah. afterwards? You here's, know? here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. If, if, if you've never done this before and you only have one conversation a week, one interaction, interpersonal interaction with someone yeah. throughout the week. It's, it's better than zero. It's, no, it's, it's, it's actually beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. one, just yeah. one gospel interaction. Of giving life to people and receiving yeah. life from someone individually. Yeah. Um, so like start small, right? <laughs> start small, you know, so do it while you're, you know, we're not asking you to change your schedule. We're saying while you're doing it, while you're at the church mm-hmm. gathering, mm-hmm. don't, don't leave straight away, stay behind and go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Just, you know how you know what part of that message encouraged you or you know what that hymn really spoke to me today you know mm-hmm. what spoke to you today mm-hmm. um and, and you know it's going to be awkward at first maybe because you're not used to it but it just becomes for me it's just part of life <laughs> like to yeah. talk about these things and because mm-hmm. you know it's because I, I, just not because i'm so righteous but because i'm so hungry to, yeah. to receive it um so yeah like you know as you're doing it you know you know when go go to the 
go to the growth groups meeting, go to the uh, the men's and the women's meetings, um, join the prayer partner stuff, mm. and and um, and yeah, just as you go through life, you know, if you're thinking about someone in the church and you pray for them, just jot them a message mm-hmm. um, and say I'm praying for you, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's the slow ways to build into it, you know, and we'll yeah. get there. So yeah, yeah, brick by brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, gospel community, interpersonal life together. Thank you for listening to the Baldy Bishops podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us at baldybishops at gmail.com. And we don't have social media. So you can get hold of us on the Blurton Baptist Facebook or Instagram. Let's go get an okay. Cool.